0: The song goes, Signs, signs, everywhere are signs. <laughs> you probably notice as you drive along the highways today that there are signs everywhere. But you know there's also signs everywhere in the Bible as well. And the question is, are you going to follow the sign that will get you home safely? That's what today's episode is all about. This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff, and I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story, a story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. One of my all-time favorite signs is located on I-35, somewhere between Dallas and Austin, Texas. It advertises a local hotel. Now, the billboard itself is nothing spectacular, but the name of the hotel it advertises is a classic, the check-in. Not check-in like C-H-E-C-K, like you would check-in the hotel but Czech as in C Z E C H. Czech. In other words, it must be owned by a family that hails from Czechoslovakia. (laughs) And I just have this imagination, this this, uh, image in my mind that it's probably decorated accordingly. I mean, what would you wear if you worked there? What does the hotel uniform look like? I would be disappointed if the check-in staff didn't dress like their turn-of-the-century relatives from the old country. Someday I'll have to stop by and see for myself. But I find signs intriguing. I like signs that use the product they advertise as part of the sign. I mean, I love it when a car dealer puts a car on top of his sign, or dangles a car precariously from high above his dealership on a crane or something. Or the military surplus store that has an Air Force jet outside of their front door. It's genius. Sometimes there's a common theme that runs throughout a certain genre of signs. For example, just about every sign for a barbecue joint includes a depiction of a cartoon pig somehow. Whether the restaurant is called Porky's, Corky's, Soul Man's, or... Red, white, and blues. (laughs) The exception to that rule is a restaurant near Austin that has a sign outside that says Worst Barbecue in Texas. I guess they're going for the reverse psychology angle. (laughs) I just take their word for it. Other signs are so iconic, you only need to see the shape to know what they're advertising. The old Holiday Inn sign was like that. Today, I think probably that round green Starbucks sign is that way. Now, some of the signs along the highway actually have signs within a sign. You know, like those big signs near highway exits that have a series of smaller signs on them, and they advertise the specific restaurants and gas stations and hotels that are located off of that exit? Of course, do I really need a sign to know that there's a McDonald's off each exit along every highway in the country? (laughs) Now there are signs I dread to see, like road construction ahead, and signs I look forward to seeing, like the one at the end of my street because I know when I see it, I am almost home. Signs advertise tourist attractions. Colleges, churches, airports, charities, bakeries, ice cream shops, farmers markets, candy stores, <sighs> radio stations, television shows, movies, malls, funeral homes, and doctors' offices, <laughs> and more. Signs give directions, signs give laws, signs give cautions like yield, right? Signs give advice. Signs tell you how many miles to go before you get to the next place you're going. Signs give speeds. Signs are speed limits, I guess we should say. Signs give prices. Signs even give history lessons. Signs actually play a big part in our world today. Did you know signs are also a big part of the Bible? The Old Testament is full of signs which promised the coming of God's Son, they call him the Messiah. We call these signs from the Old Testament prophecies because they were predicting something that would happen in the future. And many of these Old Testament signs or prophecies about the Messiah are well known to us. For example, we knew through Old Testament signs that the uh, Messiah would be Jewish. He would be born in Bethlehem. He would be a descendant of King David. He would have someone who would come before him to proclaim him as the Messiah. He would be betrayed by a friend for 30 pieces of silver. He would have his hands and his feet pierced. In all, more than 300 signs like these can be found in the Old Testament about the Messiah. And do you know what? Every one of them was fulfilled through the birth, death or resurrection of Jesus. Mathematicians have calculated that the chance of one person meeting just eight of these prophecies is one in 100 0. 000, 000, 000, 000, 000, 000. I think we call that today one gazillion. <laughs> one in one or one in 100 actually one in one hundred gazillion. Huh. For one person to complete 48 of those 300 prophecies, the chance is 10 to the 157th power. So, for someone to have met all 300 of them like Jesus did, well, the chances are just astronomical. Of course, all of these are coming of Jesus. There are also hundreds of signs throughout the Bible that point to his second coming as well. Yes, Jesus is coming again. These signs include things like the return of the Jews to their homeland of Israel, which has already happened. Wars and rumors of war will be more commonplace. There will be an increase of famines and disease and earthquakes all over the world. False messiahs will show up False prophets and false religions will come into prominence. There will be more and more crime and violence in society. And there will be amazing gains in science, especially in technology and communication. Can you say computers and cell phones? And there's a passage in the Bible which was written by Paul to a friend of his named Timothy, that described a series of these signs that would happen in what we call the last days, just before Jesus comes back. This is what Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, But mark this there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the form of godliness, but denying its power. Well, that says about everything it needs to say, right? What else can you say? Do you know that just as every single sign regarding the Messiah's first coming was fulfilled by Jesus, so will every single sign regarding Jesus' second coming they will also be fulfilled as well. Because you know what? He's coming again. You can count on it. How soon will it be? No one knows. But just as those signs on the side of the road count down the miles to the next town in ever-decreasing distances... So the signs of the times are counting down the distance between today and the day of Jesus' return in ever-decreasing numbers. In other words, we're closer today to Jesus' return than we were yesterday, and we will be closer tomorrow than we are today. The question is, how will you respond to these signs? You can choose to just keep on driving down the road of life, ignoring them, and pretend they don't really apply to you but that would be like driving down the highway in a car and ignoring the signs that say, detour, bridge out ahead. You can pretend that they don't apply to you, but the truth is, sooner or later they will. Or you can start paying attention to the signs now. You can get ready, ready for his return. How? Well, first and foremost, repent of your sins and Give your life to Jesus. Make Him your Savior through your faith in Him. Then live obedient, obediently for Him every day in joy and gratitude. Learn more about Him. Worship Him. Love Him. And be sure to tell others about the signs too, So, know, or better yet, who is coming. Don't let them miss heaven because you didn't show them the sign, the sign with a capital S, whose name is Jesus. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, He never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe Himself, God, God's Word, salvation, heaven, or eternity instead when Jesus talked about theological concepts he talked about the small stuff of life we call them parables today he did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff they were living the small stuff every day it was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God there are going to be no intimidating scary overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God who meets you in real life ways every day.